Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves. My passion is for helping women create more heart-to-heart connection with their husband and children so they can feel deeply fulfilled in those relationships that are the most important. The topic of today's podcast is how to have a better marriage. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have created a free communication in marriage video for you. In just 30 minutes, this video will teach you how to make the communication in your marriage more positive and productive. You will be able to start implementing the simple tips that I share in that video, like on day one, as soon as you watch it, so that you can have more love and fun and peace and calm in your home. So I will put the link in the show notes for you to access it. Also, I have a free private group on Facebook where you can come and get support and inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed, and it's actually a happy place on Facebook, so I hope you'll join us. Okay, so now let's dive in and talk about how to have a better marriage. I have some great content for you today. I'm so excited to share this with you. This can be life-changing if you want to put it into practice. And so, so often from my clients, I hear stories of things that their husbands do that hurt their feelings or make them feel upset or angry. They wish their husband would behave differently. Can you relate? Me too. I'm right there with you. So the thought process is this. I would be happier if my husband did this. Or I would be happier if my husband said this. Or... I would be happier if my husband would stop doing this or start doing that. That, That's kind of where our brain is, right? It's like, I'm not happy because he is not doing these things or he is doing these things. And before we dive into problem solving, which is my sweet spot, I do want to say that acknowledging your hurt feelings is important when your husband does something or doesn't do something that causes you hurt feelings. Those hurt feelings are important. And so I definitely want you to take a minute to do that, but don't stay stuck there too long. Because when we get stuck in this negative state of mind toward our husband, then all we see are more of the negative things that he says or does. And then, we pile on top of that original problem a whole bunch of new problems and resentment builds up into a great big wall. And then we're not having a great marriage. We're feeling really unhappy and disconnected. So what are we to do? Because hurting people's feelings is part of the human experience, right? And feeling upset about things that people do or don't do. I mean, when we're married and we're with someone so with spending so much time with them, there are bound to be things that go wrong, right? So I'm going to help you with this. I've got your back. So there first I want to share, there is a universal fact at play here. And this is not always fun to hear, but you're going to know it's true when I say it. We can't change or control other people. I mean, have you tried? <laughs> 
doesn't work. It would be so amazing if we could, but we can't. But somehow we don't think about this consciously often enough because this is where many of us get tripped up. We're wishing we could control them, but we, but we don't really realize that. Like Instead, what we're experiencing is that we're feeling frustrated that they're doing something or not doing something and then they won't change. And then we get hopeless. We feel hopeless. Like, are things ever going to get better? And we might feel powerless because it just seems like no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, nothing is changing. And so the problem with all of these negative thoughts and feelings is that when we get stuck in this negativity, we are putting our happiness in someone else's hands. I'm saying that slowly on purpose and I want you to let that sink in. Because wishing someone else would change to make you happy is literally giving that person the power over your feelings and state of happiness. Whoa, that is huge. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna give the power of my happiness over to someone else. I would like to control that, thank you very much. Because, you know, I love to control things. Don't know if you can relate to that. (laughs) I think you do. So, since we don't want to give control over our happiness to someone else, what do we do, right? Like, what do we do? How do we solve this problem? What do we do if we can't change other people to increase our happiness? The answer is that we change the one thing we have control over. And that is us. And that is our thoughts. Because here is a truth bomb that might rock your world. Your problem is never the circumstance or the person that you think it is. It is always your thoughts about that person or circumstance. I know that seems huge. People think that that your thoughts are facts. You think that your thoughts our truth always. But that isn't true. Your thoughts are optional. You get to choose your thoughts. That's kind of a that's kind of a big truth bomb there. Your thoughts are what are making you unhappy, not your husband. And so we've got to learn how to manage our thoughts. Cuz that husband of ours, he's really awesome. And we picked him and God picked him for us, right? Like remember back in the day when all that love was new and all of that, you, because you didn't have any of these negative thoughts because you barely knew each other, you barely spent any time together. Now that you're married and life is crazy and busy and there's kids, we got all these negative thoughts in here. So we've got to learn how to manage them so we can feel happy again and have a better marriage. When we learn how to manage our thoughts, we take control of our lives, we feel better, we feel happier. And we take our power back, our power to be happy when we want to be happy. And then we start living the life we want to live and we can have a better marriage. So let me share a story with you to kind of help illustrate. My client Katie and her husband had finally scheduled a long overdue date night. They have three small children and they live in an area without family. And also they feel really cautious about who they leave their children with. And so it had been months since they had a date. And when the day finally arrived for the date, well, that day, Katie's husband made plans to participate in a fishing tournament 
but he assured Katie that he would be at home on time for the date. And I'm sure you can see where I'm going with this because it wouldn't be a story if he came home on time. Of course he did not come home on time. (laughs) He was late. One thing led to another at the fishing tournament and he did not get home until after 6.30 at night. He was supposed to pick the babysitter up at 5.30. Katie was really upset. And when he finally did come home, I don't know if you can relate to this, but she lost her temper, let it all out, and then turned her back on him and gave him the cold shoulder for the rest of the night. This was not the romantic date night that she had in mind. She was angry. And so Katie brought this to me to work on. And we started by walking through the scenario and understanding Katie's thoughts and feelings. And remember I said, we honor those hurt feelings first, and then we move into problem solving. And her thoughts and feelings, her thoughts were that it was rude and disrespectful and insensitive of him to be that late. How could he? And he should have left the tournament early to get back in time for the date. And because he didn't leave and he didn't make it home on time, she's assuming that he must not care about her feelings. And that seems like truth to her. All of these thoughts seem like truth to her. Now, speaking of feelings, I asked her about that next. And she said... She felt sad. Underneath the anger, she felt sad and disrespected and unimportant, even rejected. Let me pause the story and ask you, how are you feeling toward Katie's husband right now? Are you angry with him? I know I am, right? He really hurt her. He really screwed up. So keep that in mind and let's keep going in Katie's story. So I asked Katie a lot of questions, but one of them in particular was, is there any chance at all of there being a reasonable explanation for your husband thinking it was okay to come home late for the date? She was quiet for a little bit. She had to think about this for a minute. But then she surprised me. She said, well, he hardly ever does anything fun like that. And I know he really enjoyed it. He was sending me pictures throughout the day and he was able to hang out with friends that he doesn't get to see very often. And so I know he really liked that. And I could hear a softening in Katie's voice. Those new thoughts were softening Katie's feelings. They allowed her to put herself in his shoes They gave her compassion and understanding for the man that she loves, the man that is normally very respectful. And so next I asked if she really thinks he doesn't care about her. Do you really think that's true? And her reply is something that I will always remember and I think we could all use to remember. She said, I'm still really disappointed that our date night got ruined but I know that he loves me. And I know that he needed that fun time with his friends. Wow, like what a turnaround that is from just a little bit of time talking about the situation and examining her thoughts and feelings. She was able to move from anger to I'd say disappointment. There's a very big difference between anger and disappointment, right? Anger is, oof, 
hot and heavy and we're taking it on other people, but disappointment, but really we're just kind of there in our sadness maybe. It's a much more calm place to be. And so it's what would help her resolve it. So what I think is most that's so exciting about this turnaround is that even though his actions made it look like he didn't care about her, during our coaching session, she was able to examine her thoughts and choose to believe otherwise. Remember those truths that she told in the beginning? He doesn't care about me. He should have done this. Now she's choosing to think different thoughts, to believe otherwise. She was able to choose peace over anger, happiness over sadness, grace over unforgiveness. She still gets to be disappointed if she wants to, totally, right? But at least she's coming to the situation from a place of compassion now. Because this is going to create more peace and love and intimacy in her marriage. And it is going to allow her to approach the conversation with him to fix this situation in a healthy manner, right? Because when we're angry, we're not really solving anything. We're just like getting all of our anger out. But when we can come to a conversation much more calmly, then we can have a healthy conversation and come up with a solution to it, right? And also when we're angry and spewing, you know, negative things, we're probably not going to get an apology either, or at least a heartfelt one, right? Because she deserves that, right? Somebody, her husband really hurt her feelings. And I want you to see this, like, I mean, in my mind, this was kind of a big story, right? Like they have months without a date and finally it comes and her husband screws it up. But she, she decided she wanted to handle this disappointment differently than others in the past because she wants a better marriage. And we can all do the same thing in our marriage. And it will prevent us from compiling a huge laundry list of wrongs that our husband has done to us in building up a wall of resentment, right? This tool allows us to look for the best possible explanation instead of the worst. And when we do that, we will see the signs of love and care that were there all along, that our husbands really do love us and they really do think we're important. If that's what we want to see, what do you want to see? The key to slowing down, the key is, excuse me, slowing down to manage our minds, to respond rather than react, to take care of our hearts and our minds, to create some space so that we can do that. And I believe this work is biblical. God tells us to take every thought captive in 2 Corinthians 10.5. So take these negative thoughts captive and examine them for truth. When you're examining for truth, you just want to look for the facts. What could be proven in a court of law? We can't prove in a court of law that your husband doesn't care about you. We can prove he came home at 6.30 instead of 5.30. But we can't prove that that means he doesn't care about you. So think about that. And so I have a simple action step for you to take if this seems like something that might want to help you. It takes practice. And so your simple action step would be the next time you get upset with your husband, sit down and write out all of your thoughts about it. 
I've shared a few of those with you from Katie's, but write out your own thoughts about it. And then find, just pick one thought that maybe is bothering you the most, you know, or causing you the most pain and examine it for truth. Ask yourself, is this really true? Is it provable in a court of law? Is this what I want to think? Does this thought serve me? How is this thought making my marriage better? And see if you can come to think a new thought. And then when you approach your husband to talk about it, you're going to be in a much better place. So this, my friends, is the path to a better marriage. And I know that it is way easier said than done. So if you could use a little help with this, reach out to me. We will hop on the phone and talk about what is going on in your marriage and how you think it should be, and we will develop a plan to get you there. All right, I hope this helps. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next time.